Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back for another Someone Has to Say It podcast where the truth sets you free. I'm your host, Justin, and I just want to say thank you so much for taking time out of your day, as I always do, um, to to listen to this podcast. Uh, the last one was about 30 minutes long, so I, I will try not to go that long this time. I do have some pretty important things that I want to I, I want to bring up. I want to I want to talk about um, and share some things with you. But <clears throat> you can find out um, more about us. Um, you can go to www.joinusinprayer.org. You can go to that website. You can send me an email um, from that website. Um, let me know, uh, you know, what you, what uh, what questions you have uh, about about anything that I say. Um, I don't want to argue with people. That's not the point of this particular um, podcast or, or what we're doing. What we're doing, we're just shedding light on some things that we believe need to need to change, um, particularly inside of the church in the Western world today. Um, you can, like I said, go to the website, joinusinprayer.org. You can go to our Facebook page, uh, search Join Us in Prayer. You'll find us there. Um, as a matter of fact, if you, <clears throat> excuse me, if you haven't heard the first two podcasts, uh, the first one was, Are You Satisfied? We talked about, uh, being obedient, uh, to the Lord out of love. Um, the second one, we, we, t- we talked about, Are You Free? Um, we posted that the day before 4th of July where everybody was talking about, the freedoms that we enjoy or used to enjoy and uh, hopefully will enjoy again. But we, we talk more so about what it means to be free, not free as far as the freedoms we celebrate here in the West, but um, freedom from sin. What does freedom from sin look like? Is it possible to live free from sin? And the, the, that one was called Are You Free? If you haven't heard those – I highly recommend going to the uh, the uh, Facebook page. Join us in prayer. You can listen to them there. We also um, we also post some interesting things that are thought provoking that uh, we want to get t- people to think about that you don't hear a lot about um, outside of that we know of anyway outside of our, our Facebook page. Um, and so, um, if you guys are are wanting to help help us in any particular way. You can share our posts that we put on Facebook. You can share our videos that we put on Facebook. Um, there are YouTube videos also um, of the podcast. The YouTube page is called Join Us in Prayer. It's not very many um, subscribers, so we don't get a lot of traffic on that. But hopefully that will that will grow soon. So again, just thank you for joining us. And uh, if I pause again, still dealing a little bit with. Uh, with a little bit of bronchitis, so I appreciate your your understanding on that. Okay, so today, what do I want to talk about today? I want to talk about. Uh, I was trying to figure out what am I going to call this? What what am I going to you know? Um, it's a little bit about my testimony, <clears throat> but I I don't really want it to want to want to call it my testimony, if you will. Um, because we're asking questions, you know, in this first little series. Uh, so, um, I guess a good one would, would be maybe what's my beef. It sounds kind of negative, but, it, but stick with me, hang with me. It's not negative. And, um, I hope that you guys hear my heart. And like I've said in the last two videos, I'm not your enemy. You're not my enemy. You're my brother and sister in Christ. And, um, 
and hopefully most of the people that go to your church are my brother and sister in Christ. They love the Lord. They serve the Lord. They are obedient to his commands and uh, and uh, and all that. So, so I want to talk about what's my beef and why am I the way that I am. There you go. That's that's a better one. Why am I the way that I am? Speaking personally about me. And, you know, because I grew up in church my entire life pretty much. Um, from the time that I can ever remember my parents leading me in the sinner's prayer when I was a little bitty kid, uh, you know, a long, long, long time ago. I had to be maybe four, three, four, five years old, something like that. And I, I remember – I kind of remember where, where I was and I kind of remember the, the moment uh, and all that. But – um so I, I was raised in church pretty much ever since that time, all the way through through my life now, and I am um, I'm in my latter thirties now, and I, I like to say I, I really never knew what it really meant to be a follower of Christ until about five years ago, a little more than a little more than five years ago, and it's through tragedy, it's through tragedy that I uh, that I came to know Him. And that the Bible didn't just become a book that sits on my shelf that I listen to or read or however you guys get your word in every day. You know, it wasn't just that every once in a while where I had to to, to knock the dust off of it, you know, and all that. But it it became a a, a real thing to me. Um, about five years ago, like I was saying, I, I went through a I went through a divorce. And it kind of – it was unexpected. I, I wasn't expecting it to happen. I, I, it wasn't something that I was like, oh, okay, I knew this was coming. It was something that um, I was blown away at. You know, I, I, I just opened up my, my third office for my particular business. You know, I just built a brand new house and, and was only living in it for pretty much two months when this happened, right at two months. And, you know, I was successful. In my mind, successful. I thought, God, you're blessing me. This is what it's like. Because in the church culture, I can't speak for you, but I can speak for me. In the church culture, um, I I would look at other people and I would see how successful they are. And I would see, okay, well, those people are well-liked in the church um, because they volunteer, because they have resources because they, um, you know, they're they're just the, the likable kind of people. And one day, if I keep volunteering, I keep giving my tithes and offerings, I'm going to be one of those people. And uh, you know, <clears throat> and so um, I, I was hoping, you know, that um, because of my success, that I would finally get to a particular part or get to a particular uh, position. Where I would be looked at the same way that other people looked at other people in the church that are successful, that have their own businesses, that make lots of money, that drive nice cars, that have big houses, um, and so on and so on and so on. And um, I never could quite attain to that, if you will. Doesn't mean I wasn't trying, you know. And um, anyway, so then. Fast forward to um, 2015, the summer of 2015. Um, all of a sudden, out of the blue, 
um, I'm going through this divorce, and I don't understand it, and I don't know why, and I, I start wondering, what did I do wrong? Why am I doing what, – what did I do to cause this? Why am I having to go through this? I don't understand this, God. You said that if I if I gave my tithes and offerings and I volunteered that, that this stuff wouldn't happen to me, which is false. But at the time, I, I believed it. I, I thought, you know, well, this is how God blesses you. You tithe. You volunteer. Um, you, you pray every once in a while and – then, you know, because of that, you, you you get the blessing of God in your life. A lot of people call them checkbox Christians. And to be honest with you, I mean, I guess that's what it was pretty much, you know. Um, I, I went to church every Sunday pretty much. I was a volunteer. Uh, I was pretty consistent in my volunteering, um, you know. Uh, <laughs> and so I thought, you know, I thought, well, this is the life. Was I happy? No, not really. Was I content? No, not really. But I would read that stuff in the Bible and I would think, okay, well, that was a different type of uh, life. That was for a different time. You know, it's not for people now during our time. So, anyway, so I'm going through this process. I've reached a particular moment where I told God, I said, God, I, I cannot do this. I do not have the strength. To go through this process, I do not have the strength to uh, to make it through all this. I just can't do it. There's no way. There's no way. You know, I I don't understand it, and I just can't. I I don't get it. But Lord, I I I, I need you. I cannot do it without you. I need you. And um, I, I'll never forget. Um, I was in. Uh, I was in my house, uh, and I was saying all these things. I was just crying. It felt like my guts were being ripped out of my body. Um, I couldn't cry enough tears. Nothing I could say, nothing I could do could fix the situation. There's nothing I could do, not a thing, except for um, tell the you know cry out to God and tell Him I I I can't do this by myself. The next thing I remember <clears throat> was this. Just this overwhelming, flooding love <laughs> that overcame me, and I'll, I'll, I'll never forget it. I'll never ever forget. It. I, I remember saying, "You did that for me," knowing everything that I've done, every sin I've committed, every wrong that I've done, and everybody that I've hurt. All the stuff that I have messed up in my life, yet you did that for me. And I just remember just sobbing and, and, and not, not really sobbing tears of, of, of weeping about what I originally was weeping about, but just this, this overwhelming of just, just amazing feeling of he really loves me. <laughs> he really loves me. And it, it, it changed me. It changed me. I remember uh, one particular instance right after I found out that I was getting a divorce. Um, I was in my bed or I was in the living room uh, lifting weights because I, I had all this energy. 
but nowhere to put it. And uh, anyway, I remember having this this dysfunction inside me. Go to the bathroom. I was like, okay. So I walked into the bathroom, and and something came over me. Something like this 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 built up from my inside of my stomach, and it just kind of just rushed up out of my mouth. And I was pointing at myself and just crying and and sweaty and just crying. And I was pointing at myself and saying, and and I heard this. Uh, come out of my mouth. I'm not finished with you. I'm not done with you. I've got plans with you or for you, and I am not finished with you. Man, it just I, I was encouraged at that at that moment, and um, and then all throughout the process of of going through the the divorce from from the time that I found out and after the Lord met me. Um, to to the time where uh you know we were we were halfway through it and uh which by the way it was over in five months that doesn't ever happen that is that right there is an amazing thing in itself that that from pretty much from from the um from the time that uh all this started happening to the time the final decree was signed was about five months and uh, I'm not ashamed to talk about this. There's a lot of people out there in the Christian world that are ashamed to talk about their divorces. It's it's hard for them to talk about things that that they they feel like they have failed in the past, and they feel like that there's no retribution for it, and there's no way to to fix it. But I want to tell you, uh, the the person who's thinking that right now, that there's nothing that you can do. That once you repent for that and you turn your heart back to God and you get it right with God, that He can't work in those situations and, and work them out for good. Some way, somehow, some purpose, He will work it out in some way, somehow. I don't know what your situation looks like. I don't need to know what your situation looks like. He does. And He can work it, uh, in, in a magnificent way. Cause He is so, God is so brilliant and nothing surprises him. He doesn't say, well, whoops, I didn't see that coming or, oh my gosh, now what are we going to do? Or how are we ever going to figure this out? He has a plan. He has a way. He has something in store for you, but it's going to take your full commitment. It's going to take your full repentance, your full, uh, your full humbling of yourself. To not do it your way, but to do it his way. There's a lot of different stories that I can talk about throughout this whole process of uh, what what I went through and and uh, how the Lord met me there. I don't want to give out too much sensitive information uh, because there are um, other people involved, and um, and I don't want to I don't want to do that. Um, I don't want to hurt anybody. Um, that's not the purpose of this. The purpose is why I am the way that I am. So just a couple of things. You know, going through a divorce, um, so those of you who have been through one or know somebody who's gone through one, you, you cannot kind of sympathize with this, but you're in a position where you could lose everything. And it, and it isn't really that you could lose everything. It's the thought of, um, there's nothing I can do about it. 
that's the part that is the most frustrating because we like to have control of things. We, we like to be able to look at our lives and say, okay, tomorrow this is going to work and this is going to work. And then a few months down the road, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And all this stuff is – this is how it's going to be. But sometimes in life, guys, we can't do that. Right now, we really can't do that. Uh, with the virus, with the riots and, and, and all that kind of stuff, and that's kind of something that I'm going to talk about next time. I'm not going to address the riot so much, but I'm going to talk about what the Lord shared with me about um, what I believe is 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 taking place in the body of Christ right now as we speak. He spoke it to me two years ago, and I believe that we're starting to see it take place now. But um, a couple of things. Uh, like I said, you're, you are looking at losing everything. So the, t- the time came for um, – uh, my ex-wife to come and get the stuff that that belonged to her out of the house. A, a lot of it was um, uh, some furniture and, and most of most of my living room furniture, basically. And I remember I got a call from my grandparents. Oh, this is about a week before the furniture is supposed to be uh, gone out of my house, and they said, "Hey, we went for a walk." Which they always go for walks, but they said we felt like the Holy Spirit was leading us to go in a different direction on, on this walk, and uh, we came across a um, mailbox that said um, free furniture, and you need to come look at this furniture. And to be honest with you, at the time I was like, "Oh come on, guys, I don't want to go get somebody else's furniture. It's probably a piece of junk, and you know, I just built this brand new house. It's going to sit in my house. It's going to look awful." and Oh, do I really want to do this? Anyway, so I I went and I looked at it, and when I when I arrived at this house, this lady had a beautiful green, um, dark green, uh, suede couch, and she said, "You can have this couch, and the love seat goes with it." And then she also said, um, "That chair over there, with the ottoman." Those go with it too. And then that table over there with that lamp on it, that goes with it too. This is what I mean by the Bible became came alive for me. He says that um, he knows what I need even before I ask for it. He is so – he so wants to uh, – especially when the devil takes from you and robs from you. And, and, um, you are wronged and you are not at fault. He so wants to, um, he so wants to help you. He so wants to take care of you. He so wants to provide for you. He so wants to move in and, and, uh, help you understand things. And he, he wants to be there for you, but we have to do it on his terms. And I remember, just saying, God, I, you knew about this. You had this planned. You knew this was going to happen, and look what you've done. You have provided for me. I had I didn't have to spend any money on that stuff. All I had to do is haul it from one house to the other, and that house was literally less than 10 minutes or about 10 minutes from my house. So it's just amazing. It's just amazing. Just There's all kinds of stories that I could tell you of, of how he provided, of, of how he – 
um, did all these things for me during this whole process. But I, I do want to um, address one thing with with you on this is when the whole thing started happening, and this was fresh. This was probably about a week or so after um, I found out that I was going to be faced with a divorce. Uh, the Lord spoke to me, and uh, well, I had this strong urge. He didn't really speak. I had this strong urge, and he was like, you need to pray for your wife. And I was like, oh, man, how do I pray for this, you know? And I just had this impression, you know, you need to pray what you want done for you, you pray for her. And I was just like, okay. Um, and the first couple of nights, it was hard, man. It was like, oh, Lord, uh, bless her um, in Jesus' name. You know, not really like that, but... And then, and then about three nights, four nights, five nights, something like that afterwards for praying, it was, Lord, love on her. Jesus, just show her your goodness to her. Lord, wrap your arms around her, Father God. Show her the truth, Father. Oh, Lord, just be there with her, Father God. Just give her grace and mercy, Lord God. Wrap your arms around her and love on her, Father God. Provide for her whatever her needs are, Lord. I ask that you would you would just provide for her. Show her your goodness and kindness, Father. And with tears running down my face, not because of what happened to me, but because I wanted uh, I wanted her to know the Lord. And I wanted her to know the Lord as I was learning to know Him. And see, that's that's the difference with my life than it was before this whole incident. Is that it isn't about going to church. It isn't about it isn't about tithing. It's not about it's not about volunteering. It's not about sitting in the pews and volunteering and doing praise and worship and, and, and all that. It's not about that, guys. There's nothing wrong with that stuff. And I'm not, I'm not, you know, dissing you if you go to church or if you volunteer, if you have a position at church or you're, if you're a pastor or whatever. I don't care. I just want you to know him. I just want you to know him. Because you can do all that stuff all of your life. Like I said, I knew him, or I, I did that stuff for all my life. I practiced for the choir as a kid. I was in the plays. I prayed in the praise and worship band as a teenager for the youth group and for the, uh, and for the adult services. I did all of that stuff through all those years, but didn't know him. I wonder how many people at that particular time, whenever he, they stand before him, are going to say, or to him, you know, Lord, didn't I, di- didn't we prophesy in your name? Didn't we cast out demons in your name? Didn't we volunteer at church in your name? Didn't I invite people to go to church in your name? Didn't I play praise and worship? Didn't I lead the tithes and offerings? Didn't I preach all those amazing sermons? And he will look you dead straight in the eye and say, depart from me. You who work iniquity, I never knew you. Because it isn't about your church. It isn't about going to church. 
I want you to go to church. It's good to be around other believers. Please don't take it that as to what I'm saying. But I don't want you to think that that is your relationship with God. That is not your relationship with God. He will speak to you. He will speak to you. He he talks to his sheep. His sheep hear his voice. And as strangers, they will not follow. These are not just scriptures. These are not just good sayings. These are actually the way he expects you to live. The way he expects me to live. He expects me to hear his voice, to listen and be obedient to that, to have relationship with him. To have relationship with him, with Holy Spirit. To have the Holy Spirit come and live in your house, in you, and on you, and in your household. This is normal Christianity. A lot of people say they feel God when they go to church, but what about when they're at home? What about in your own rooms? Do you feel God there? In the quiet place, Jesus says, don't stand on the street corners and pray like the hypocrites do. But when you pray, go into your prayer closet, close the door, and your heavenly Father who sees what's done in secret will reward you openly. Reward you openly for what you've done in secret. Man, guys, it's, uh, and see, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not mad. This isn't my mad voice. Trust me, that's my kids. This is my passionate voice. I'm passionate about the church knowing Jesus. Because when you know him, it changes things. When you hear him speak to you, and when I say that, I'm not saying when you hear him speak to you through your pastor, which that happens. Yes, that happens. But your pastor is not your mediator between you and the one that you're supposed to have relationship with, intimate relationship with. It would be very, very weird if you had a liaison between you and your spouse. Wouldn't that be weird? It'd be really weird. You're not supposed to have a liaison between you and God except Jesus. Except Jesus. And you can have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. And you can come to know Him. And He can come to know you. And you guys can have a relationship with Him. That's my beef. Is we need to hear more things like this in the church. We need to hear more things about knowing Him, about being obedient to Him, about knowing what it's really like to be a follower and a disciple of the Word, of God, of Him, of Jesus, of the One who came and died for us. He didn't just come and die for us so that one day He can meet us at the pearly gates. He came and died for us so that we could have eternal life right here, right now, so that the kingdom of God can come to earth, so that we can influence this world for the kingdom of God. You can't, you can't give somebody you, something you don't have. You can't, that's why we have people that go to church that are, it's really hard for them to evangelize. It's really hard for people to evangelize that go to church that don't that aren't the church when you are when you become the church it it becomes a part of you and it is who you are and that's you can't change that whether it be sunday whether it be wednesday whether it be tuesday whether it be thursday monday whatever it is if you're not the same person 
on Sundays that you are Monday through Saturday, there's a big, big problem. And it is because you don't know him. And I know that you know him by the way that you treat your brothers and sisters in Christ. By the way that you love others. And that's a message for a different podcast. And we're about 28, almost 29 minutes into this podcast. So we'll go ahead and wrap it up here. Again, guys, I love you. I love the church of God. I love his body. I love his body. And I so want to see a church that that is full of the Holy Spirit, that is full of faith. Read the book of Acts. There's so many times that they that they name certain people and they say that was full of the Holy Spirit and full of faith. That's the way we're called to live is to be full of the Holy Spirit and full of faith. Each and every one of us, all parts of his body, from the from from the crown of the head down to the bottom of the uh, the, the extension of the big toe, and that's that's my beef, guys. Again, thank you so much for for listening to this podcast. Um, next time, I believe I'm going to talk about what the Lord has spoke to me about uh, concerning the church today, in this day, in this hour, and what I believe He uh, is saying to us, and what He what what I believe is going to happen, and. Uh, and, and all that. So, um, please join us next time for that particular podcast and, uh, we will get started on, on that hopefully within the next week, maybe two weeks. I'm not sure yet. So, um, those of you who listen, God bless you. Uh, pray for me and my family. Pray for, for our country. Pray for your family. Pray for, uh, our, our leadership in this country. Um, and, um, and that, that God would move. And that uh, we would we would see um, his kingdom come here on earth. And let's pray and uh, we'll end it here. Father, we thank you for your goodness, Lord. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for relationship with Holy Spirit, Father. Father, those of us who have uh, who have abandoned that, Lord, forgive us. Forgive us all, Lord. We repent. We humble ourselves. We come before you. And not, not listing our list of accomplishments, Father God. Forgive us for that. Forgive us of our pride. Forgive us for all the things that we have quote unquote done in the church, Lord. Forgive us for those things. Those things, Paul said that he counts everything that he did as rubbish in order that he might gain Christ. Lord, let us have that kind of attitude in us, Lord Jesus, that we give up everything in order to know Christ, that we come to know Christ. And that would be what, what we hunger for, what we desire for, Lord, I pray. And I thank you, for, Lord. I thank you for it. Pray that your spirit be there right now with everyone listening to this podcast, Lord. Pray that you touch them. Pray that you love them. Pray that you, you, you let them know that you're there with them, Father. If they need healing, I pray that you touch their body right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Be healed in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Any 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 um, heart wounds, Father God. I pray that you would touch their hearts, Father God. Let them know what what they need to do, um, Lord. I pray that I pray that forgiveness becomes our second nature, Father God. Forgiveness becomes our second nature in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
I pray that you would just bless all of the people listening to this, Lord. Bless their families. Uh, bless them financially, Lord, where they need it, Lord. I thank you that you, not necessarily in money terms, but you, but you provide for them the way that you have planned to provide for them, Father. And I thank you, Lord. I thank you for it, Father God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, guys, I did go a little bit longer than I thought, so I, I ask for your forgiveness on that. And, uh, um, you know, I just had a lot to say, and I appreciate you listening. And um, we will catch you on the next podcast. God bless you guys.